I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Yo, this is Will Clark and you're listening to Rebel Radio. Josh, fuck you. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh-huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. Today is our third and final episode recorded live on the field at Coachella. Another big shout out to the folks at Coachella for letting us in, letting us uh, get down with our interviews. Uh, Today is my man, Will Clark. He uh, sat down with us right before he took to the Doolab stage to catch wreck behind the tables over there. Will is a house and techno DJ from Bristol. Um, He's had a long time residence in Ibiza. And since then he's been building just his own brand. He's got the club and label called Cut A Rug. And he's got the barbershop radio show and he's just building a little cool thing for himself. We get into a little bit about kind of cultural happenings from Coachella to Ibiza to Glastonbury and what all that means to him and to, to his scene. Um, and really how he's trying to just make it fun for people. He, he gives us a little bit of insight into what motivates him to do it and um, how he makes it work for himself. Good stuff in a pretty short interview coming up with Will Clark right after our EDM.com track of the week.
Yo, that was Tyler Roper with Impulse, our EDM.com track of the week. If you like that, go over to EDM.com and check out new music. Meanwhile, let's get into the interview with Will Clark. Thanks for doing this, man. I, I love No, nah, thanks for having me. And, Appreciate uh, it. Excited to talk to you and hear how it all comes together. Yeah. How'd you yeah. get started? A fair years ago. Yeah. I went, it started, like, the very, very start started me doing, like, discos. Do you <laughs> remember like, the first weddings? Yeah, like, weddings and crazy shit like that. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and then just learned how to DJ. What, what made you want to DJ? Um, my brother got me into it, got me into music. Hmm. He wasn't a DJ, he just got me into, like, house. Um, what, what was, like? It was, like, soulful. Do you remember a record that, like, blew your mind at the beginning? Not really. No. No. I, I don't even remember record names now. Uh-huh. I, like, I, I, rec- I recognize, like, sleeves. Yeah. So I can, I can, I've still got the CD at home. It's like, uh, it's like Dance 95. Yeah. I've still got it at home, but I Do you play CDs now? No, no. So I was thinking, I was talking to somebody about that the other day, like, when you're on the screen and you don't have the artwork. Well, you, I make you sure you do. Because on the USBs, you've got the, yeah. the, the like, artwork that you put in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it changed from vinyl, because obviously when you, sure. it was so easy with vinyl just to, like, work out what records you're playing. Yeah. Um, and with it was either with with music it was either like rugby or music uh-huh. so I buggered my shoulder and couldn't play rugby so yeah. I decided to do music right. really um, and went to college which is different in the UK to college here sure um, so it's from like 16, 16 to 18 yeah. um, to learn music technology Moved to Ibiza, nice. got a residency, and all kind of started from there. Nice. And here so did you? So here we are now, yeah. <laughs> like this massive music festival. Yeah. Did you envision that at the beginning that you this is where it would head for you? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Like it's always, yeah. But I think each time you like, or I each time I like achieve something, it's like well we've achieved that so what's next are you not a celebrator no yeah. not really um I enjoy it uh-huh. don't get me wrong I mean, I'm enjoying every minute of it um but I'm I'm more into like right we've done this what's next sure um yeah and I think you I, yeah. I, I've had like certain certain times when you're like well this is the start of my career and then something else will happen and then you're like actually this is the start of my career so what give me an example i don't know like i think the very first time was like when i had a residency in ibiza and then i realized that that actually in the grand scheme of things meant nothing yeah um yeah just lots of lots of those so do you find like when something like that happens does it change the game like does it no no what about playing here yeah like that's a game changer. I, I, it's really strange because it's like it's I'm super I think it changes the game for other people how they look at me mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't change anything for me. Sure. Um, like, I enjoy it and it's fun. I don't know, it's really strange, because I've never really been asked that, but I don't think it changed, it doesn't change me. Okay. Um, it probably changes my career to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just love playing, really. So what about like this is this is obviously more than a music festival. It's yeah. A, it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. So how much do you think about creating culture and your role in that? What all that means? I think the whole for me the whole point of what the reason why I do it is so so that people that go to the clubs go to the, the festivals they just have the best time ever yeah that's literally all I want I want everybody that comes to see me play they have the best time I want them to talk about me, but because I want them to just talk about how how much fun they have. Sure, really. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of how I write write records as well. Like when I've written records, I don't really look at them as my records. As soon as they're kind of signed and released, it's everybody else's. No, it's everybody cool. else's opinion to kind of they can say whatever they want. Do you think that changes how you make music? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's strange because I write when I write records, I write records for like a club um, as a clubber. Yeah. But I was never really a clubber, so okay. it's kind of strange. I think it's just through playing in clubs so often yeah. um, from such a young age. I started when I was thirteen, so I've always been I've always read crowds. Um, I guess that's how I just write records, yeah. rather than, I don't know, yeah. So how do you take that club mentality and bring it to, uh, to a festival? Well, I think people still want that club mentality in a festival. Yeah. It's just in a bigger space. I don't think because it's a confined, it's not a confined setting mm-hmm. that I should change what I do. Don't get me wrong, in festivals, the sets are like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So I'm not gonna like play what I play in a four hour set. I condense, condense it down. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't change. I, I don't see any point, really. I didn't, because if they wanna see me, they wanna see what I've done, if you know what I mean. I, yeah. Don't get me wrong, for like things like this, I will probably like plan more of a set. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a club, I would never plan a set. Really? Um, you just go. Yeah. yeah. But here, I've like got a rough plan. This is actually the only time I've ever planned really? for a set. Really? Ah, this, cool. this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, I've talked to the DJs about this, and obviously everybody does it differently, but yeah. I think it's harder to read 
you know, you can't read a room the, yeah. the way you, you read a festival, club, right? I, I think when I, if you're reading a festival, I lock onto like certain areas yeah. or like certain people. Yeah. Because you can't, you physically can't look at everyone. Absolutely. From a two Some cap- people you can't even see them. Yeah, exactly. It's so far yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and I think the more I enjoy it, the more everyone else enjoys it. Yeah. Personally, like, if I was to go see a DJ or a band and they're just like cardboard cutouts on stage, it's just like, come on, guys. The worst. Yeah, like, you're not too cool. Yeah. Don't be, don't be, don't act like that. Um, you know, I, you mentioned not, not planning your set. Like, I don't like to, like, talk about, like, real DJs versus whatever but but i had an experience i was at a party with a dj yeah and the guy playing asked him just to come up yeah and so and the guy just jumped up and didn't know the records yeah he's yeah. playing this other yeah. guy's crate and he just did his thing and i was like i had a moment where i was like that's that's what this is all about yeah like yeah it is i think it's it's being able to read a crowd yeah. like nowadays anyone can mix records with sync buttons yeah um but I think it's just being able to play the right records and, and enjoying it. For sure. That's the main thing. Hey, check this out. This week and really all summer long, Rebel Radio is brought to you by Blue Apron. Uh, we've been using it for the last month or so, and we love it. By we, I mean Christy has been cooking up some of the great recipes delivered by Blue Apron while I've been uh, sitting there on the couch doing nothing. It's easy, it takes her 40 minutes or less. I sit there with a stopwatch and timer and um, the food's been great. The uh, recipes are really flexible. We haven't had the same meal twice. Christy's allergic to shrimp, so we selected no seafood and whoop-de-whoop, it all works out. Um, If you don't know Blue Apron, it's the number one fresh ingredient and delivery service, recipe delivery service. So they're, they're giving you the recipes and the food to make it, everything is portioned out, pre-prepared. All you gotta do is um, chop it up and cook it and eat it. They're making incredible home cooking accessible to anyone, even you. Check out this week's menu and you'll get your first three meals for free with free shipping just because you listen to Rebel Radio by going to blueapron.com rebel. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait, do it now. That's blueapron.com rebel. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. So how do you think about, you know, you have you have Ibiza, you have uh, Euroclub in the UK, um, and then you're on the road all the time. Yeah. So how, how do you think about, like, building a global business versus uh, doing your thing locally? It's kind of weird, because locally, where I'm from back home, I don't really play. No. I play more in the States. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, it's something that I want to work on and build on. Um, I haven't played in my hometown for probably two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think it's, there's like a lot of clicks. Is that on purpose? Half and half. Yeah. Um, I'm not really into getting into clicks that are like, so apart from the Dirty Bird guys, but I think it's more, that's more of a kind of, it's like a friendship more so rather than a click. Sure. Um, so I think 
Yeah. I, I always I speak to a lot of DJs. A lot of my friends, they, they don't often play in their hometown for like when they're building success. Yeah. Because either people like three years ago you were getting paid fifty pounds. Sure. And yeah, then they and then they way. see you in a different way and they're like, Oh well we used to pay for him for this. Like, that's and, Will from yeah, like it's yeah. just from down the road, like yeah. um so I guess yeah, things change. Yeah. But it's positive, it's definitely positive. Yeah. He'll get that with that. So you mentioned you, you know, you're always thinking about what's next, so Yeah. This is obviously a milestone. Yeah. What what's the next what's the next goal? Glastonbury Festival. Yeah. That's definitely that's always been a goal. Um, I think there's loads of little goals um, that just keep on evolving. Is there one big one? To be fucking massive, <laughs> <laughs> rule the world. Um, I think I think like the main goal is for me is to like I guess like it sounds really cliche and really cheesy as fuck, but like leave a legacy leave something behind so that people can remember not, I don't really care if they remember my name but just music wise or something what's the hardest part of this job I really don't know <laughs> that's a good problem to have yeah um, there's a lot of things that goes on behind closed doors that people don't see. Sure. Um, I think, for me, the hardest thing I find is letting other people do work for me. I hate to, I like, I really, I'm a massive control freak and I want to be like doing all of it. What's been the toughest thing to hand off? <laughs> can't say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it, go for it. Um, I don't know, like, I think I've just changed management, like, four, four, three, four months ago. Yeah. Um, and it's just a whole different, I was doing a lot, I was very hands-on beforehand, and now because the team that I've got now are just, they, they kind of, they just have more experience. Sure. Um, so they're just like, right, we'll do this, we'll do that, and... I kind of see myself checking in on things to see if it's done, and it's done like a week ago. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, it's good. That's a nice it's, it's a nice. It's a nice thing to have. Yeah. Hey, if you like this one, I got a good one for you in the archives. Go back to Rebel Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. Listen to the Claude von Stroke interview. Claude is um, he's the founder of Dirty Bird Records. The Dirty Bird Cookout, the Dirty Bird Campout, anything Dirty Bird, that's your man. Um, it's a great interview from sometime last year. Right after you finish this, 
interview with Will Clark, of course. I think social media, I will never give up. It's one thing I refuse to give away. Is to that someone. right? Yeah. I, Why? Because I love it. I think it's part of the job, yeah. really, and I really enjoy it. What yeah. um, yeah. uh, do you feel you get back from that? Um, I think it really helps building, like, not just fans, but building people that actually give a shit about you um, and that, like, want to get to know you more. Like, I reply to everyone that emails me. I reply to everyone that comments on my on my pictures. I reply to everyone that comments on Facebook statuses. So, I just like, and, and I feel that that way you kind of grow a relationship with people um, that some people wouldn't necessarily do so. I think some of the people that I've met that come to my shows, like some of them are really close friends now, um, which is nice. Yeah. I think it's also like a very like authentic way to do it. Yeah. It's actually you, yeah. you know, yeah. and you don't have a company handling it yeah. and like scheduling things to go yeah. up. You know, it's like it's actually you behind it. It shows that you care. I think people can feel that too. Yeah. <clears throat> Consciously or not, but it comes through. Yeah. You always get like I always get the odd email. That, like through like Facebook and it's like I'm not too sure if this is Will yeah. but blah 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 and yeah. I guess other people have other people doing it sure. um, which I get like there's some people that are just so busy that or I think they just can't it's not a priority for them yeah. it's a priority for me yeah. Yeah. I, also truthfully you've got a marketing brain yeah. like that's just one yeah. thing that you've got yeah, which yeah. is awesome working with you I've worked with plenty of artists who just don't yeah, I think like music isn't the only thing I want to do. So I like want I like doing other things. What else you want to do? I want to own restaurants. Nice. Um, That's a tough business. Yeah, I really want to own like some really cool restaurants. <coughs> I love cooking, so oh, yeah? I wouldn't be the chef, yeah. but I I love to be part of the kind of part of that. Nice. I really want to own like. I can't, I really want to own like a big chain of like barber shops. Oh yeah. Um, as well. Is that why your show is going? Yeah, shows? partly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What's up? Will Clark here. Welcome to your fourth appointment at the barber shop. On this month's show, we have tracks from Huxley, Shiba San, Jamie Jones, also MK sitting in on the barber's chair. First, let's get started with some Landis of the place. Keep it locked. Welcome to the barber shop. wish to cut hair <laughs> but it's just something I want to do yeah um, yeah so have you obviously you know, you're pretty hands-on um, have you had mentors that like I guess I guess my parents are quite big mentors um, family friends I've got some like close family friends that are pretty successful in business 
So what's the lesson that somebody's helped you? Uh, work your ass off. Literally. That's, I guess that's the only thing that I've learned. That's probably enough. Yeah. Just don't, don't stop working. <laughs> um, and when you think you should stop working, then that's when you shouldn't. Do you find like people around you give up too soon? Um, it's really strange. I've, from when I started, yeah, there's a lot of people that start that started with me that are no longer here. Um, yeah, and I think some people think they work really hard and should be given more, um, but I think, yeah, I I'm I don't know. I'm I think I'm pretty chilled with it, but like if somebody says if like. If something's turned down, turned yeah. away, or I don't know what, yeah. but then it's just like right back to the drawing board, really, rather than why, rather than asking questions, it's right, just right. just get on with it and, yeah. and and move on to the next thing, Amazing. really, yeah. Yeah. All right, I have a couple of like speed round questions. Sweet. Before I let you get <laughs> onto the field. Okay. Go so, for it. so if I was if I was part of your team. Yeah. Um, what's something I would hear you say over? <laughs> that's okay. a good one I'm like I honestly I don't even we talk like every single day yeah. and I don't even know how to answer that okay I, I think know. I think if you were part of the team you would just hear from him every day yeah that's like how involved yeah. you are yeah that's good yeah okay who would you be most excited to learn as a fan <laughs> not Kendrick Lamar <laughs> <laughs> Hans Zimmer Oh yeah? Yeah. Dope. I know that's random as fuck. Oh, he's, he's here. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. And that dude, is a legend, man. That dude is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Um, are you a reader? No. What movie have you seen the most? Drive. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's a weird movie. My favourite movie. Oh, and Social yeah. Network. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like those. And um, favourite DJ of all time? Christy Martin. Yeah, he kills it every time. There's yeah. some people that I haven't seen sure. that I feel like they could be up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Christy Martin. Killer. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate no, you taking time for this. Thank you so much. Great. Yo, that was Will Clark live at Coachella on Rebel Radio. I hope you dug it. Make sure you leave us a comment on Twitter, Facebook. Check out the YouTube videos. Everything is at Rebel Radio Net. And most importantly, come back for more Rebel Radio next week.